I really believe that a good leader is someone that, you know, you're only as good as what you make someone else. So I, I started really making sure that the people that I bring on board to speak in front of the rooms, to be the ones that managing those offices, right. uh, first of all, you got to trust them. But second of all, you got to really develop them to have everything you can. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley in partnership with Loomi Tech and sponsored by Hippo Insurance, Turing, Upwest Labs, and Hillel at Stanford. We're going to talk about building revenue and growth in a small startup and scaling it. Meet Alon Brenner, the Chief Revenue Officer and General Manager of U.S. Operations of Sensi AI. Sensi AI is an award-winning, first-of-its-kind AI solution that is designed to resolve challenges in the elder care industry and give your loved ones the opportunity to age with dignity, confidence, happiness, and safety. He is also the founder of Legion Inc., where he was also the CEO from 2008 to 2020, a company focused on specialized marketing services from the ground up to today overseeing an organization with over 600 employees in 30 offices. Alon Brenner, welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. How are you? Great, great. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I love the sun behind you. Where are you in the world right now? Uh, I'm in the Bay Area. I'm in Danville, California, in the East Bay. I, I love it. I'm jealous. I'm, I, I am sitting here in Tel Aviv, which uh, you should be jealous. And especially as bars have just opened uh, right downstairs. So if you hear some noise, that's coming from everything here. So a little victory for us. But Alon, today we have a few things that, that I'm truly, truly excited to talk about. All the way from uh, you know sales teams within a small startup, Sensi AI, which is doing remarkable work, uh, very impactful work. But you as the chief revenue officer now growing that business and transitioning to high-tech sales teams, but, but really your, your vast experience in that for, I believe, 12 years running the organization Legion uh, and, and doing some phenomenal work over there and, and some personal uh, achievements that have made you uh, if, uh, figure to, to give advice to people on something that's a little sensitive, uh, a lot personal, but really, really meaningful. So we'll start from whichever one you feel like, Alon. So take me to that subject and let's dive in. All right. Thank you. So I, I think the best way is to give you a, a little overview, a brief intro and overview about myself. Um, I came to America about 18 years ago. I uh, worked in a couple of different directions until I, I in my background, I'm a, I'm a basketball player, I'm an athlete, so I really wanted to dive in some kind of a sports background. So I started a sports and entertainment marketing firm in the worst time you can start a company in 2008. <laughs> and I, I didn't really know what to do. I started it with like five people and and uh, in the Bay Area and, and then slowly grew to uh, what it is Legion today with uh, you know over 600 employees in 30 different cities. Um, and yeah, we grew from sports, entertainment, marketing, leisure, telecom, all industries. We even work with government. We work with a lot of different uh, clients. And uh, I'm humbled every year to look back and see the growth of the company and, and what has happened with it. Um, and then after I became a father, I started from humble beginnings. I didn't come for money. And, and I always thought an Israeli coming to America to accomplish the American dream, I need to become this this uh, you know successful person and once i re reached that that goal i really felt like something was missing inside and and i'm a i'm a father so 
I wanted to bring the example to my children of, of uh, and also to create something a little bit better for the world, more for a safer and, and, and more, um, uh, just in general, better for the world. And a couple of years ago, I started investing in consulting uh, in uh, early stage startups and in technology companies, uh, mostly Israelis, but not only Israelis, um, and, and, mo and, and investing mostly in companies that create a better and safer world for anywhere from teenagers, kids, as well as um, elder care. Um, about a year ago, I was introduced uh, as a possible investor, possible um, consultant, which I ended up doing both, uh, to Sensei AI. Um, and it was like love at first sight. And by the way, today it's uh, um, International Women's Day. So I want to give a shout out to our CEO, Romy. She's a you know, female founder, unbelievable CEO. Uh, one of the things that really sold me to get into this company was, was uh, Romy's intensity and excitement and, 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 and uh, really wanted to make a difference in the world, which really fit with my long-term goals. Um, so I gave myself that age where I'm going to step down as the CEO from Legion and jump right. into C-level um, executive in a different company, more tech, so from low-tech to high-tech. And I was able to really fall in love with the, with the crew, with the incredible crew, incredible team, and incredible technology. And I really believe we're doing amazing things in an industry that is extremely needing this, this, uh, this help. So, so hopefully... So a few sentences you know, about Sensei AI. Sorry, excuse me? A few sentences about Sensei AI, what you guys are doing, because it really is highly impactful and I can you know I, I understand why you're so excited to jump on this amazing ship. Yeah so Sensei AI is an AI solution we created in order to resolve the challenges in the elder care industry um, to be able to allow the home care agencies, um, assisted living communities, nursing homes provide the highest quality of care at all times uh, while minimizing the owner's liability in that business increase their new customer acquisition, new client acquisition, help with, um, with assessment of the caregiver and client satisfaction, and the retention of, of, of manpower, because in that industry, there's a shortage of manpower, and it's such an important right. job that you really want to bring the highest quality of caregiver for our loved ones so they could you know, age in, in a, with, with dignity and respect. And, and what we do, basically, is we really... Um, we were able through a tool to remove all blind spot and give the owners uh, complete transparency to each and every hour of care. Um, that way they can really see what goes on in each and every shift and get an objective overview of what goes on mm -hmm. without having to rely on anyone's opinion or output like the caregiver or the client. It just gives them right. the ability to know what goes on. So we produce notifications and, and, and we're able to really help these brands produce the highest level of care. And we've seen amazing increases from ROI to, to, to quality of care to agencies that use our services are just becoming completely dominating in their marketplace. So it's been so exciting and the feedback is incredible. Literally, uh, you know, improving people's lives and uh, improving the lives of a population that unfortunately 
is just being totally underserved in the 21st century. I'm shocked, I'm appalled, and, and seeing the, you know, the frustration that I have to deal with as I look for solutions for my own, you know, for the, for the caring of my own grandparents, and I'm shocked that we have these, you know, this amazing world around us, yet nothing is adapted for them. And uh, that goes both in the, in the caring industry for them, but also in, in you know, the facilities, but, but also in, inside the home. So I think that what you're doing with Sensei AI uh, is completely inspiring. Take me to that moment where you're an investor and you're, a, you're, you're helping them and you, just, you make that transition. What is that like? Is it, does it, does, is it because of the conversation you have with, with, with the founder? Or is it a, a long process? Is it coming from your internal feeling? How does this whole thing work tangibly? Well, a part of my goal was to move from, from low-tech to high-tech regardless. But I've, been, I've, I've, I've had many negotiations and many conversations with a lot of companies. And I remember talking to, to our CEO, Omi, and... and um, one of the conversations, and she had the confidence of saying, Alon, why don't you join us into a call with a client? Why don't you see how it really is? And I got to, to jump on a call and speak one-on-one. -on -one. I was supposed to be a fly on the wall, but I got to speak with a client, a major client, um, and, and I got to see that I'm, I'm capable of bringing such a value, not only in selling a product or a service, but really understanding eye-to-eye -eye level of a business owner to a business owner, and we were able to onboard that client, and it really helped me, like, not only we're doing better for the world, not only the message and the mission statement of the company is that great, right. but I was able to really communicate with the business owner at a high level, which brings a huge value more than just selling something. Does that make 100%, sense? 100%. And so you, you join in the startup, you go, you're saying from low tech to high tech, and now you're thinking, okay, wow, how do I, you know, how do I grow this monster? How do I, you know, lead this ship, lead the revenue cycle, lead the sales teams? Where do you even start? What, what, what do you do as the leader? So, so I believe that a leader makes his people make him a leader. And currently, you know, uh, the, the U.S. side of the team is 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 growing, and and we're in a position where you know I'm going to do a good job if I build myself into that role of the CE, the CRO, and the and the and the GM of the U.S. operations. So for right. me, um, the title is something that I'm going to build myself because right now I do everything from entry level work all the way up to a C level executive. I do everything. You know, because right. that's, I understand the nature of what it means to build a business from the ground up. And when we came into to the U.S. marketplace, I had to really figure that out. And, and also, uh, what I've learned, which I see as I consult a lot of, you know, both Israeli startups, Israeli, you know, um, um, technology companies and American companies, uh, but mostly Israelis, is the transfer when they try to penetrate to the U.S. market. Um, it doesn't matter how good they are in sales. It doesn't matter how good they speak English. They need to learn how to speak American. They need to learn how to speak, right. you know, uh, uh, in, in that language with that level of, of uh, communication that unless you live here, breathe here, and, 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 and let the American culture really absorb in your system, you're not able to deliver your message the same way. So I think that's the edge that I bring not only to Sense AI when I do consult other companies is really speaking eye level uh, in what I call America, not just English. 
So give me, you know, two, three short tips uh, for an Israeli myself coming to America. And uh, like, what, what are the big, some, some differences that you're saying? Like, yeah, like this, this is, might not be so obvious. This might not be something that, you know, a typical <clears throat> Israeli technologist will automatically have intuition for. I, I think it's just letting them talk and, and learning how to communicate with them. Uh, right. both on a personal level, uh, some small talk, figure out a little bit about them before you go and talk to them, figure, right. out, figure out a little bit of a piece of information that will make them, you know, uh, feel appreciated. Um, don't be, uh, I, I think that the Israeli aggressiveness is, is really good in, in sales, but before you get to implement it into sales, you really got to you got to really do a process of getting to know your client, getting to know the person you're talking to, um, and, and see, see what kind of person sits in front of you before you, you bring that Israeli mentality that always works, but you got to really dose it the right way, if you know what I'm saying. 100%. I hope I answered your question. A hundred percent. It's like second nature to me. I you saying that I'd like to add to that, that, it's, it's, you know, the Israeli chutzpah is fantastic, but, you know, the, um, you need to modify it a little bit uh, to adapt it to, to the American culture. So it's not exactly, you know, one-to-one. And I, I remember that I walked into a, a Stanford Business School class where the lecturer is, of course, Israeli, and he's trying to explain to the 500 students the differences between the cultures, and it was uh, hilarious on uh, one level. I don't know if non-Israelis understood it, but it was hilarious, uh, and I completely understand what you're saying here alone. Uh, what I'd love to do is also understand a little bit better about your experience with Legion. You're in 2008, and you understand that you have a natural talent for, for marketing and for messaging and for people and you grow this business for 12 years can you give me a short rundown of of what this was like for you as a you know from a small business owner to a big business owner and you know living through the business from inception to what it became i i I can't get into too many details here but i'll tell you that that when i when i built legion I, i i learned what it is to scale a business from being the king of the pond to the king of the sea, to the king of the ocean, and the challenges that it comes with, you know, having so many employees, and then and, mm-hmm. and then growing an organization, and then having to manage multiple locations, and then you know the art of delegating, you know, delegating and really trusting that that your people can do, you know, uh, good too. So so I really believe that a good leader is someone that, you know, you're only as good as what you make someone else. So I, I started really making sure that the people that I bring on board to speak in front of the rooms, to be the ones that managing those offices, right. uh, first of all, you got to trust them. But second of all, you got to really develop them to have everything you can, uh, you know, add tools on their skill set and bring everything you possibly can in order to increase the value that they bring and really develop leaders, leaders of men and women. And, and that really created the scaling of the business. But with every a domination of, of a certain level, I feel like I learned a lot, a lot. Because it was, it's just, it's extremely difficult and extremely challenging, um, I think, to compete in that level. 
Uh, I, I completely understand it. And I, honestly, I mean, I'm just excited to, to one day experience this growth, hopefully for myself, you know, that, that, that transition that you have to make in your mind and, and that, you know, that, that, that amazing inertia and, and that also, I'm, I'm sure that it's scary on, on a lot of levels as you're growing and people are looking up to you sort of as the vision leader, but, you know, it's practically every day you're doing things that you've never done before. So your job just get you know, it never gets easier because you just keep having to do new things. Uh, so, you know, you never get to really settle down. Uh, but alone, you know, we're talking about leadership here. Uh, the show is called 20 Minute Leaders. And leadership is not just in the workforce. It's not just, you know, with your teams. And it's not just as you're increasing the, the revenue channels for, for this amazing organization. It's also back home and in your community. So tell me a little bit about, you know, this special circumstance that you found yourself in and, and how you're working with your, with your community to, to help empower them with that. Okay, great question. Well, for me, leadership today in this part of my life, I mean, it was different 10, 15 years ago. And now in my life, for me, leadership is being a father. And, and, and really, I have two amazing children and, and leadership for me is the example that I bring them. And it translates in the form of what I do on my personal time to give back. And it's something that happened kind of like by mistake, you know, when I, I'm a single dad and when me and my ex-wife split, um, my biggest commitment was to be the, you know, the best ex-husband I could ever be and to really co-parent the best way possible in order to be a great example for my children and to provide them a, you know, kind of like a stress-free, egoless environment. Um, and uh, my ex-wife got married. I was a part of the wedding and it was amazing. And, and as of then, I started really coaching and, and consulting to a lot of personally, to a lot of private people that came to me and asked Alon, how, how are you able to manage right. you know, without being upset about the past? And, and I was able to really do that. And it's funny because Clubhouse just started and I, and I get to speak about it and, and run rooms in Clubhouse as well about co-parenting, about really put your ego aside because the most important part is, is your children and the example you bring to your children. And, you know, maybe we didn't work out as, as, as a married couple, but we are a family and we're bonded for life. So that's the most important. No matter what happens in the past, you got to look forward. And I always say, you know, we're at point A and this is point B. And we're going to get from point A to point B no matter what. But we can take the low way or we can take the high way. And if you take the high road, it's a lot more positive, a lot less drama. And, and that's the best that I can help from a personal perspective to anyone in my life. Um, to, to, to just put away the anger, put away the ego. And so I do think it's some sort of leadership because my kids are so proud that their parents are so close, uh, cause they see other situations where they go to school, where they talk to their friends. I have to say that I think this is, you know, the most important form of leadership, perhaps that I've heard over 400 episodes. And I'm not, you know, I'm not just saying that because, you know, it's a, it's one thing to lead, you know, when, when, you know, you're looking at something objective and, and, you know, you say, yes, we, we can do this. We can do that. How about we delegate this? But at the end, when it comes down to these, you know, personal experiences and nothing can be more personal than family, nothing can be more personal than kids or, you know, a, unfortunately a failed marriage. And, and, you know, you're saying you're, you're talking here, you know, confidently and as if it's easy, but I'm sure that it's, incredibly difficult i'm sure that it's like it's a continuous challenge even if it becomes easier over time i'm sure that it still is a challenge because there's just a wealth of history over there that you know just doesn't get erased it just doesn't happen but but the ability to 
uh, to take this scenario and understand that, you know, at the end, you're still going to get to the same place and you can either serve as a role model or you can not and, and choose to be that role model. That, I think, is the most exciting form of leadership. So, Alon, I, I already gained everything that I need to gain from this episode. Thank you already. Uh, what are you most excited about in, in right now? Obviously, your kids. But, you know, when you look at, at the world and where you are, what is like something that really gets you going? Um, you know, I've, I've, I'll share that I just turned 40. I don't know if that's something that people share here, but I turned 40. But for the longest time, I said, I told my employees, I told my kids, I told everyone that my 40s are going to be monumental. They're going to be great. And I've kind of hit the restart button on a lot of things. I've started a new journey from a career perspective. Uh, I think that everything I touch right now in my life is to not just do good for myself, is to do good for the world, being the best example for my children, continue traveling with them. Um, I don't know. I'm excited about life. I'm excited. I'm hyped about, about where I am in my life. Um, without getting into too many personal details, I think, I think uh, I'm super excited about the next decade and where it's going to take me. And um, that's pretty much it when it comes to, to that. Well, Alana, I'm just excited that I get to now be a tiny, tiny part of that of that next decade. So thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for coming here. Thank you for giving me your time and uh, and for giving me this inspiration. And I just can't wait for 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 me and my friends uh, to watch this and rewatch this uh, because I think that the lessons uh, to be taken from here are are you know timeless and long standing. Uh, before we leave alone, uh, I have the most important question, which is three words you would use to describe yourself. Father, that's for sure, always. So father, um, achiever. I think that I just, you know, I'll keep it short. Achiever, it's pretty self-explanatory. And um, motivational. I think I have this the, the ability to, to motivate people if I'm passionate about something that I'm speaking about. So those are the three words that come to mind. It only took 20 minutes. I, I can... Imagine what days could do. Alon, thank you very, very much. I'll see you for a beer in the Bay Area when I'm back. And uh, until then, uh, stay You're safe. More, and stay more than welcome. You're more, more than welcome. Thank you, brother.